0: Hello everybody and welcome back or welcome to Misadventures with the Narcissist podcast. I am definitely excited you are here today and I wanted to take a moment to thank all of you for leaving comments, subscribing, rating the podcast. It all really means a lot to me. So in today's episode I want to talk about dating after narcissistic abuse. And the reason I want to talk about that is because it was definitely something that I was not sure how it was going to go. And it's something that definitely was affected by my experience with being married to a narcissist. So in today's episode, I want to talk about all of that, what my thoughts were, what happened in the last... I've been. divorced and separated. I think it's four or five years now. <laughs> um, I can't keep track. But yeah, I've dated quite a bit and I've taken some breaks and so on. So in this episode, I want to talk about all of that. And maybe some of you can relate. Maybe some of you are in a relationship right now and you're thinking of leaving and you wonder what may happen when you're dating. So yeah, welcome to this episode. So the thing that I wanted to mention to start with, is that when I was getting separated, my, you know, I knew things were coming to an end and I knew that the marriage was over, but I was actually quite terrified, to be honest, of being alone, of being single, of raising kids on my own, especially because as you may remember, if you've listened to some past episodes, I was dealing with a lot of health issues and I was not really able to even take care of myself, let alone take care of kids or date or anything like that. So thinking about being single and being alone for the rest of my life was really, really terrifying. But I, you know, I was determined. I was determined to find my way back into a relationship. So when I knew that we were getting separated and divorced. I sort of made a promise to myself and I said, I am not going to um, to be single. I am going to go right back into a relationship and I'm going to give myself a few months before I start dating. I'm going to give myself two years before I am married again, happily married again. And yeah, I'm just going to do that in two years. I am going to be married again, and I am going to get the revenge that I need to get on the narcissist, and he's going to be lonely and alone, and he's going to regret everything he did. Now, I'm kind of smiling if you were to see me right now because, of course, that's not what happened. And that is what I thought then. It's totally not what I think now, and a lot has changed in the meantime. So, first of all, I when I... When my ex-husband moved out, I had already gained a lot of weight because I was sick and bed bound. And I honestly thought there is no way that anybody would be attracted to me. And if you know, if you've been with a narcissist, you know that they tear you down, they eat away at your confidence or you eat away, I guess, at your own confidence. And by the time you are done with the relationship, you pretty much feel helpless, or at least I did. I felt helpless. I felt zero confidence. I felt like nothing that I had felt before. And I was always someone who had pretty healthy, you know, view of myself. I was confident. I didn't, um, you know, I don't know. I was just never someone who looked in the mirror and hated what she saw. But once we got divorced, I became that person. I would look at myself and think, who is she? What happened to her? Why does she look so different? Why is she so overweight? And there was just so much negative self talk in my own head that I honestly had zero confidence in terms of dating. But I was determined to get back out there and get revenge. So the first few dates that I went on were actually all about revenge. And it was all about, well, see, if he's not gonna like me, I'm gonna find another man who's gonna like me. And now I'm saying this because I wanted to share what went through my head. And that's not obviously how I feel now. And I'm gonna share with you towards the end how I feel now about the whole thing. But at the time, I was so messed up, I should say, in my head and just so confused and so overwhelmed at the thought of having to start life with someone again after I had just spent 15 years with this man and had a children and a family and a life and a house and all of these things that it really seemed impossible. So, I just felt really overwhelmed and felt like how on earth am I ever going to rebuild my life with another man again after this whole thing just happened. So, but leaving that aside, I decided that I was going to start dating right away. So, I um <laughs> I got on the dating apps, you know, Tinder and Bumble and Match and all of the other dating apps and I started dating. And the first man that I met, I actually met, went on our first date within, I would want to say three days after my ex-husband moved out, um, maybe four days, I can't remember. I think my ex-husband moved out on a Monday and by Wednesday or Thursday, I was on a date with this random guy who I had chatted on I think it was Tinder or Bumble. I can't remember. But, you know, we went out on a date and it was a coffee date. I was really nervous. And I think he could tell that I was really nervous. And it's funny because he asked me, he had been divorced for a while and he asked me, you know, so how long have you been single or how long have you been divorced? And I was like, oh, just a few days, actually. Um, and then he said, well, how do you know you're ready to get married or or to start dating again? Like, how do you know we will, um, you know, we'll, we'll be ready for this together. And I said something that every man that I've dated, that I've asked the same question has said to me. And I said, oh, I've known it was over for a long time before we even got divorced and I, um, you know, I'm totally ready. I've been preparing for this because I've known for at least a year that we've been divorced now, or that we were going to get divorced. Now, looking back at it, of course, it takes a long time, even when you're with someone and you know, you're getting divorced, it's not the same as if you've been on your own for a while. And I know that now. But I don't know that, you know, I did not know that back then. And so of course, you know, I was looking for um, for reassurance from him. I was, you know, just looking for reassurance for myself too, to make sure that I was on the right track. And this first guy that I was dated, he was also a narcissist. Now, I did not know about narcissistic abuse back then. It took me about three years after we got divorced to learn about it and um, realize what had happened in my marriage. But looking back at that guy he was totally a narcissist. And the reason I know that is because my relationship or quote unquote relationship, but it didn't never turn into a relationship, started out so similarly with the same similar energy that the relationship with my ex-husband started. And that was all about the sex, right? It was all about the physical. And I at that time, I thought sex was love. I thought if someone wants to have sex with me must mean they really want me and and i don't know i just felt great i was like i'm going to show my ex-husband you know i've just been uh, dating for 3 days and i've already found someone to you know to get into a relationship with so screw you and it was just interesting looking back at it because i have come such a long way since then and i realized that every other man that I had dated for the first, I want to say two years or so was a narcissist except with the exception of a few, there was this one guy who was actually quite nice. Um, but the thing about him, it was interesting that the relationship or when we first started dating, it was so calm and so peaceful that it felt boring to me. And I was like, there's no excitement. There's no, Um, There's no ups and downs. There's no craziness. I'm not guessing. Like, I know where this guy stands. And this is just so boring. So that's one of the things that I learned about with narcissistic abuse is that there are so many ups and downs in the relationship, especially in the beginning. And things are so intense. And there's so much love bombing. And there is just so much going on that you think you've met your soulmate. Or there's just so much excitement that you just think, wow, this this is it. I've met my guy. This is so intense. And you can't keep your hands off each other and all of these things that you experience with love bombing. And and that happened with the first few guys that I dated. And then it didn't happen with the next guy that I dated. And I thought, well, this is interesting. This is different. And because it wasn't crazy and intense and ups and downs, I thought it was boring. And I ended up ending that relationship because it was not familiar. So, of course, looking back, I know that that seemed boring and uninteresting, and all of the things that were the opposite of excitement because I was not used to that. I did not know what being calm in a relationship meet meant. I did not know, uh, you know, being steady or even. I was just looking for the roller coaster. Because that is what I had known my whole relationship with my ex husband. So it was just interesting that really the roller coaster is what I thought was a great relationship. And after getting my heart broken for the first few years, I just realized that I was not ready to be in a relationship at all with any man, exciting or not exciting or anything. I was just not ready. I was going to take time. To myself, for myself to kind of heal and not have the distractions of a guy to get me through the the divorce and all of that. So I took about, I want to say, maybe like six months off of dating. um, And then I went back on the dating apps. And that time that I was not dating. I was kind of just rediscovering who I was, trying to heal, trying to rebuild my business again and just focus on myself and figure out, okay, what it is, what is it that I want, that I need, that I'm looking for? Who am I? Who is my ideal man and so on. So I took about 6 months off and then I met another man on another dating site and he was um he was different than the other guys that i had met before again this was before i knew about narcissistic abuse and what it meant and what it entailed and looking back i'm pretty sure he was one as well it's just so funny because we we think we're doing different or at least i thought i was doing something different and i was going for the same energy just in a different man's body but the energy was still the same but i just not i just did not recognize it at the time so i started dating this man and it was moving super fast like super super fast and now looking back i know that that is could be a sign of narcissistic abuse or being in a relationship with a narcissist again i did not know that at this time i discovered about narcissistic abuse maybe I want to say a year or so after I, and maybe nine months after I ended this last relationship. Um, But yeah, it was moving so fast that by the time we were dating, and the interesting thing is that I had told this man, I said, you know, I've been taking a break from dating. I... Don't want to get into anything serious. I'm just looking for someone to hang out with, go out on dates with, you know, have fun. But I don't want anything serious. You know, I don't, I'm just not ready for anything serious. And he's like, Oh, yeah, sure. We'll do things at your speed. No worries. Totally. I get that. It's fine. I'm not looking for anything serious either. So that was a discussion that we had on our first date. And then within two weeks, this man had told me that he loved me which I thought, well, this is weird. Like we've only been dating for two weeks. But of course I told him, I love you too back because I was a people pleaser. I still was not comfortable in my own skin. I did not want him to run away. I did not want to let him down. And I just didn't know how to say, hey, I'm not sure I know if I love you yet without being awkward um, and making things really awkward. So I went along with it and I was like, oh, I love you too. And we kind of just went from there. But I thought, well, you know, I didn't really want to say that. Why did I say it when I didn't mean it? And that's not fair to him. And But anyway, I felt like I had already said something that I could not take back without having things really, really awkward. So I was like, I'll just figure this out on my own. Within a month of us dating, he had asked me to move in together with him and he started buying artwork to bring to my house that was going to be our house moving forward without even asking, without, you know, without anything. And shortly after that, he asked me, I would say within six weeks, he asked me what my ring size was. Um, And he asked me what my dream proposal would be. If I had to get married again, what would my dream proposal be? And I just remember thinking, this is moving too fast. <laughs> I'm not quite ready for this. I don't know What to do about it? So I told him, I said, Hey, we're moving kind of fast. You know, I I am enjoying getting to know you, but I'm not quite ready for all of these things. And he backed off for like a week or two. He was really cold. He was really distant, didn't really talk to me that much. Um, And it was, I just remember thinking, This is weird. Like, this isn't how I want to feel. It just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like things should feel when you tell somebody how you're feeling about how the relationship is going. And I remember just one night I had a bit of a a freak out and I texted him and I said, you know, hey, I don't know, something feels off. I'm not really sure what it is but it just feels like things are moving too fast. And I feel like for some weird reason, it feels like you like the idea of me, but not necessarily me. I don't know if that makes sense. And he was like, what do you mean? I don't know what you mean. Come over. Let's talk about it. And I, he lived like two minutes away. So I got in my car, went over to his house and I told him, all of the things that I was feeling and that I was freaking out that things were moving too fast. And he's like, don't worry. You know, I can back off. It's no problem. I get it. Um, whatever, like we will move forward differently going forward. And I felt like, okay, he heard me. He understood what I was saying. Again, this was before I realized uh, what narcissistic abuse was. I knew anything about narcissism. So another week or two goes by And I can't believe I'm sharing this, but I'm going to share it because I think it's an important part of the story that needs to be told. And it's something, a lesson that I learned really the hard way. So, okay. (laughs) Um, So we decided, right, so we decided that we were going to slow things down. And then the next time we got together this guy tried to get me pregnant. And I know that sounds weird. Cause it's like, how, what do you mean he tried? And it doesn't, it take two people. And yes, it takes two people to get pregnant, but this guy lied to me that he put on a condom. Right. And I didn't check, you know, I wasn't like, Oh, let me see, you know, cause I trusted him at that time. And before I know it, um, he was not wearing a condom and we had sex and he try to get me pregnant. Um, and I, you know, I realized what was happening and we ended having sex and I kind of like, you know, pushed them back. And I was like, Hey, (laughs) like, I don't want to get pregnant. I have zero intention of having kids again. Like, I don't want to get pregnant. Um, you know, can we please wear condoms? And he's like, sure, sure. Um, I'll wear one next time. So next time came around maybe like a week later or so. And he did the same thing again with no condom. And we had talked about, you know, making sure he wears a condom and um, and I was going to look into birth control for myself and all of that. Um, but then we had sex again. And the guy again told me he wore a condom and I realized he wasn't. So he tried again a second time to get me pregnant. And at that point, I was just so upset. And But I blamed myself because I was like, you know, I told him and he's being disrespectful, but I should have checked. I don't know. So I just blamed it all on me. And... It turns out this guy had also gotten his ex wife pregnant when she, I think she was 15 or 16, and they had a daughter, and then they ended up getting married. So, this was one of his patterns, right? Like getting someone pregnant um, in order for them to stay with him. So, it took me. And then eventually I, we ended up just breaking up because I was like, now I can trust them. Um, You know, and I don't want to, I don't want kids again. I, you know, I'm done with having kids, but it was just one of those things where I, it totally shook me and it shook me because, you know, and it wasn't rape at all. Right. Like it was, we were both consenting adults as I guess, you know, let's have sex and whatever. Um, But he didn't have to wear the condom. So I just remember thinking, wow, I've been fooled again. How could I be so stupid? How, you know, this guy told me that he wants to take things super slow. And we had a conversation. And now he's trying to get me pregnant to trap me and to keep me you know, to keep um, to keep our relationship going. And that's just not okay. So after that experience, I ended up being really scared of men and really scared of getting into a relationship again. And I was just like, I am not having sex with another guy again. It's going to be a long time. I am going to just be by myself, protect myself. I don't trust men. I said I wanted to take things slow and he tried to get me pregnant and that's just not okay. And I don't trust myself at this point to pick the right kind of man that would not do that kind of thing. So I took a three-year break from dating and I did not date anybody, was not even on the dating sites or anything for three years and recently I decided that I was getting or that I you know I was feeling like okay I've done a lot of work I've now realized about narcissism I've realized what happened in my marriage I know what this is I can recognize it I am not gonna make the same mistake again so I started dating again and I went on a couple of dates and none of them really panned out or anything. And then I met another guy, who's the guy that I'm dating now. And um, it's funny that I'm doing this podcast because he knows about the podcast, but I don't know if he listens to it or not. But I did get his permission to share this, um, and I'm not going to share any personal details of or anything. I'm mostly going to share about how I feel. But yeah, it's just interesting because. After realizing all about narcissism, now that I am with this guy who is a great guy, I am so suspicious <laughs> and so not trusting. And I think I am sabotaging a lot of things a lot of the times because I just have so much baggage from being lied to, being manipulated and all of those things that happened within the marriage that i just i don't know i am super suspicious <laughs> and anytime he says something about our relationship or or anything in my head i'm like yeah that would be nice if i actually believed that but how do i know you're not lying so it's been this interesting game of learning how to trust myself, learning how to trust him, but still having the experience of being in a relationship with a narcissist where pretty much everything was fake, um, to now try to figure out if this is fake or if this is real or what it means or how do I know that he's telling the truth. So and, and I don't know if any of you who are listening to the podcast have also been in this situation where you've dated after narcissistic abuse, but I feel like the biggest impact that it's had on everything is my ability to trust myself to make the right decision and also feeling like, I don't know if I could ever trust any man ever again because he can be all charming, he can be all kind, all nice, all this and all that. But how do I know he's not lying? So on the back of my mind, every time this man says something, I'm like, I've either heard that before and I thought it was true and it wasn't. And when he said, I love you, I was like, well, you know, I I have those feelings too. But how do I know you're not just saying that? to you know to have an ulterior motive so it's just been interesting and it's been very confusing and sometimes I go between oh yeah I totally trust everything he says to I don't trust anything this guy says and I've been I've been in this situation before and you know it did not end up well so I feel like I have a huge wall around my heart I don't really trust him, um, or uh, no, I don't want to say I don't trust him. I don't trust myself to trust what is true and what is not true. Um, And, you know, so far, he's definitely a trustworthy guy. He hasn't done anything that would prove it otherwise. And we've been dating maybe for um, four months now. Wait, let's see. Um Five months now. So we've been dating for about five months now. And it's just been interesting from my perspective because i i just honestly i just it's like i want to trust everything but i'm still so freaking suspicious of everything and anytime he'll say something in my head i will think well yeah i've been there before how do i know he's not lying how do i know he's telling the truth how do i know xyz and and all of these things so it's just been really a lot of ups and downs And the interesting thing with this new guy that I'm dating is that he knows all about my marriage. I actually sent him the article that I wrote on medium.com, which I know many of you who are listening to this podcast, that's where you have come from. That's where you have learned about this podcast. I sent him that article. I have talked about my marriage at length. He knows about narcissistic abuse and yeah, I have been more open and more honest with this guy like that more than any of the other guys that I have dated. I had never shared that <clears throat> that article with any man that I've dated. Usually most likely or not most likely, but um definitely because I did not write it before I was dating and when I did write the article it was when I was taking my 3 year break from dating. So it's just been really interesting. It's kind of been like a a mind game in a way, and, and not a pleasant one. And I feel in some ways that it's like, I'm proud of myself for opening myself up to date again, and to put my heart in someone else's hands and to be open to a relationship and intimacy and welcoming another man into my life and being part of his life as well. And at the same time, I still have all of this baggage about trust and how do I trust myself, first and foremost, to pick the right man? And secondly, how do I trust the man to, or how do I trust that he is the man that he is showing up as, that he's telling me he is, and that if he says something, he's going to do it? And that 10 years from now, I'm not going to wake up and be like, this was all a lie, just like my marriage. So it's just been, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe. It's been very confusing and it's been very hard, honestly. And I think it's probably hard on him because I'm all over the place. And sometimes I'm all into it and all trusting. And other times I'm like super suspicious and uh, but not really sure if it's the right thing or not. And it's just been really confusing, I would say. And I think this is the legacy of narcissistic abuse. I think it's hard to be in a relationship with a narcissist and an intimate relationship like a marriage or um, a, a partner and go through what you go through during that relationship and not come out with um, with scars, you know? And I feel like I do have a lot of scars around relationships and around men and around trust and feeling safe, you know? I think one of the, the main things is that I realized that I did not feel safe in my marriage. And yes, while I am responsible for creating my own safety and making myself safe, right? Like no one else is responsible for my own safety or for anyone else's safety. There was a lot of feelings of feeling unsafe in a relationship and, or in, in my, in my relationship with the narcissist. And I think a lot of that is definitely spilling over into my dating life and into all of my romantic relationships since then, whether I knew it or not. And I'm sure I'm not someone who is easy to be with at the moment uh, because I am still healing from narcissistic abuse. I am still dealing with trust issues. And obviously everybody has their own baggage and their own issues that they're dealing with. And by the time you get to, you know, to middle age and, it's just different than when you're dating in your teens, your 20s, even your 30s, or even before having kids. It's just different. People have more baggage, I should say. So, so yeah, it's just been an ongoing journey, and I'm not sure at what point I will feel completely safe, at what point I will not be on guard, at what point I will not question whether or not what a man tells me is the truth or not the truth. Um, And when I'm going to feel safe again, I have no idea. But as of right now, I am just so cautious with dating and with letting another man close to my heart that it's it's just, I don't know, I just never thought I would find myself in this position. And I look at the 20-year-old me or 25-year-old who just had, I don't know, who just had such a a positive outlook of on relationships and people and who trusted everything and everyone, even though I had the upbringing that I had. Like, I still... Had this part of me that was just trusting of myself first and foremost, and then of other people. And to now be in my mid 40s and to not trust myself and to not trust other people who I'm supposed to trust is just really, really interesting. And I don't know how long it's going to take to heal that. I don't know if I will ever be able to fully trust but i think this is why this is actually one of the reasons why i do this podcast is because i think it's so important to share our story and it's so important to process this because narcissistic abuse really really changes you right like it it affects the core of who you are it changes you as a person whether or not you like it, Um, whether or not you want to be changed, it really does change you. And oftentimes it just makes you more hesitant, more, um, more cautious, more, um, I don't know, just more, more, more held back. I, I feel like I'm really holding back. And I don't know if, you know, I'm sure there is a point where people start to trust again and they get back into into like um feeling whole again and i know when when sorry i'm just all over the place right now um but you know when i watch those videos about from narcissistic abuse coaches and they're like, you can find love again. You can trust again. You know, I found a great man and now I have three kids with him and life is greater, great. And love has never been better and more, you know, more whole. Like I know it's possible, but I'm not there yet. And I don't know when I'll get there. I am definitely feeling like I'm there more now than I was a few years ago. And at the same time, I still find myself going back into my old thoughts of what if he's lying? What if none of this is real? What if he's just pretending? And how do I really know he loves me? Because I've been told that before, and it turned out to be a scam. And it turned out to be the biggest mistake of my life. And I think I just keep thinking back and operating from the past rather than being in the present. So I'm, I'm hoping that one of these days in a month or six months or a year, who knows how long, I will do a podcast where I am on the other side of this, where I have started to trust myself again. I have started to trust another man again and where I can ease into a relationship rather than be on edge and walk on eggshells. And not because the man that I'm dating is causing me to do any of that, Um, but because that is how I am reacting to bringing another man into my space again and being intimate with another man. So I do hope that at some point I will have moved through this as well and I will learn to trust again in a romantic relationship with a partner. And yeah, I will keep you guys posted. But I am curious to know if you have also dealt with something similar, how you're experiencing it. So if you want to connect with me on Instagram, I'll leave a link in the show notes. I will also leave a link to leave me a voice message if you would prefer to just share that with me. But I would love to know what your experience is, with this as well. So I'm hoping that me sharing my experience with dating after narcissistic abuse has been helpful and has been insightful. And I I don't feel overwhelmed anymore. I think I started this video saying, or this podcast saying that I felt so overwhelmed about having to rebuild an entire life with someone else from the ground up. And that seemed impossible at the time when I first got divorced and I don't feel that way anymore, which I think is a step in the right direction. Like I'm not overwhelmed by dating. I'm actually excited to date. I'm excited to get to know someone and build something and develop something and see where it goes. So I do think I'm making steps in the right direction. But at the same time, there is just this um, this scar. I want to call it a scar on my heart. <laughs> and on my soul that is um is still healing. So I wanted to leave it at that and say thank you to all of you for listening to this episode. I hope it was helpful. It was um it was good for me to get it out and to kind of come back and look at this in a few years or in a few months or whenever I'm ready um and yeah, see how things develop and change. So Thanks, guys, for being here, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.